Talk Property with Ian Collins. Hello and welcome to Talk Property, the UK's number one property podcast. Coming up on today's episode. Will it be 5 or 10% falls this year? Well, does it really matter? Because actually, you can pretty much wipe 10% off house prices from last year. And it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference to the majority of people. And this. You know, that is just not something you should be popping on Facebook. Your personal finances are all down to you. All of that and a whole lot more on the way. Talk Property with Ian Collins. Brought to you by Property Notify, the UK's leading source of property sector news. Are you a landlord, investor or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show, the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition. Let's meet our guests for this episode. Kate Faulkner is Managing Director of PropertyChecklists.co.uk. How are you doing, Kate? I'm good, thank you. So for those who don't know, Property Checklists, uh, this is a huge deal. You've been working on this for a long, long time. Uh, For those uninitiated, tell us a bit more. I basically started it up when uh, Witch stopped doing the property books, which I used to be the author of. And I really wanted to make sure that whether somebody's buying, letting, renting, investing, they got the right information and accurate, up-to-date information. Uh, Anything from if you want to hang a door, if you want to build a house, if you want to invest in property, or indeed what's actually happening in the property market with prices and rents. I feel that... Unfortunately, with the indices around and with the news media, we tend to get more headlines rather than facts and figures. Uh, So we try and put out a lot more about the facts and figures of what's actually happening in the property price and rental market, um, as opposed to something that's a headline, which you'll know all about, that that, that is trying to sell sell something. Um, So it's it's a complicated mix now, prices and rents. And I don't feel that people are getting the information that they should. So we're trying to bridge that gap. And I think that's a fair comment, because we've all read headlines. And then you read the story, you think, hang on, this story bears no resemblance to the headline that I've just read. So (laughs) it'd be quite nice to actually actually get some factual information, which is where you guys come in. Yes. Sadly, though, the the sell of a headline of there's nothing much to see here isn't overly um, popular (laughs) from a newspaper perspective in particular. That's true. So uh, I do understand. But uh, interestingly, in, in virtually every other walk of life there is always a balance of pros and cons if you look at the car my background's food if you look at the health and beauty industry there's a huge amount of education that goes on pros and cons top 10 all of those kind of things Mm. we we miss that we don't have that educational content that's i guess really the gap that we're that we're trying to fulfill so if you need anything if you stuck on something uh, you can come to us we'll give you the details and if it's not there you can just ask and we'll know the best person to talk to for you 
So let's start off then. We might as well with house prices, talking about headlines that are all over the place at the moment. What is the reality? What is happening with prices at the moment and forecasts for that matter? Great question to start with. So the forecasts for this year range anything from 5% falls on prices to 10% falls on prices, 15, 20%, followed by the usual Armageddon crowd, as I like to call them. So uh, the lowest one is from uh, Zoopla. The 10% ones are from the likes of Savills and Knight Franks, who are agents. Uh, 12% plus is from Capital Economics, so more of an economic forecaster. And they tend to be more negative than the property forecasters. And none of it's really happened so far this year, certainly to the extent that people expected. Definitely heading towards, we should start seeing falls of around 5% year on year being recorded, probably up by uh, by the summertime. Um, But they've not hit yet. And the larger falls people are forecasting, there's a bit of a problem with those. And the reason is, is that for us to have falls of sort of 20% or more, you've really got to have had a boom in the market. And much as prices have been said and and to have boomed over the pandemic, and indeed some have, in actual fact, when you look long term, which is what we fail to do, we often do year on year, which is a bit of a rubbish estimate uh, over time, is they've really, those booms, the 10% plus increases have been in areas where actually Prices have hardly grown since 2007 8, the last crash. So, if you take the Northeast as an example, their average house price, according to the land registry, which is actual sort of data of what's happened, only recovered to 2007 8 levels in 21. So, even though they might be up 10% year on year, they're still only just recovered to their 2007-8 house price. And that's what we've got to know. And all throughout the pandemic, if you were in Aberdeen, you'd have wondered what planet everybody was on because house prices until, in fact, the last year have been falling since 2015, as indeed of rent by some distance as well. So it really depends on kind of where you are. But we, I don't believe we had a big boom. I think prices recovered to where they should have been. And certainly if you look at it over time, going back to 2005, which is a good uh, indicator year, then we've had booms and busts since then. On average, house prices have increased in line with inflation, which is around 3% uh, a year. So they've not been booming in the way that we saw up until the credit crunch, and certainly not in the way that we saw up until the 90s. So that's why I kind of rule out the Armageddon crowd. Will it be 5 or 10% falls this year? Well, does it really matter? And we're in a strange position this year, one we've never been in, again, which is why forecasts are difficult, because actually you can pretty much wipe 10% off house prices from last year, and it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference to the majority of people. And the reason for that is that we had an unexpected double-digit rise for some properties last year. And for those that bought last year, who would normally be the most vulnerable ones, um, of course, they've tied themselves into rates which people this year could only dream of at 2 or 3%. And that's where we start looking, well, actually, it's the cost, really, of keeping a roof over your head that influences more about what happens to prices than it does uh, than actual price falls. So for the first time ever, we can afford a fall of 10% in in prices uh, without 
heading towards that sort of 20% Armageddon fall. And the other thing is um, affordability is much better than previous um, recessions or downturns. So in the past, if you remember that we must maybe reported on with me, the Northern Rock fiasco of handing out 125% mortgages and then prices, of course, tumbling, lots of people negative equity, that meant lots of people couldn't afford their properties. Well, that won't happen this time for the simple reason that since 2014, everybody's been taken on board with, a, certainly first-time buyers, with a repayment mortgage. So they've been paying off their mortgage since day one. And indeed, we're putting down longer, uh, uh, larger deposits and people can have longer to pay back the mortgage because we're working longer. So 35 years versus the old 25 is perfectly okay. So there's there's a lot of differences going into this market. And that's why I think also prices haven't been affected as much as people thought, despite the quite rapid rise um, in interest rates. And it's also probably why the Bank of England is struggling to hold inflation back, because at the end of the day, less than 50% of people who own a property have a mortgage in the first place. It's interesting, going back to the uh, the kind of disingenuous headlines, it's often the Daily Express that'll have a big line saying, you know, bad news, you're house price is going to drop by 20%. And I'm always reminded, Kate, that the average Daily Express reader bought their million pound house for about 35 quid in 1952. (laughs) So it probably isn't really going to cause anyone too much disruption. No, not at all. And just an interesting thing to add in, because I think as forecasters, we'd all forgotten about this. There was some surprise data from Rightmove in the last month that said that first-time buyers are driving the market. Yeah, I saw that. And you'd think, well, how on earth is that happening? But we've had a steady 350,000 uh, first-time buyers since about 2015, sort of 15, 16, when the market started to recover. And they've all been assessed at being able to afford property at 6 or 7% mortgages and that's based on the higher cost of a repayment versus an interest-only mortgage. So actually, even though we have these much higher uh, rates at this moment, if you're a first-time buyer and you're renting just now, it's renting that's the tougher market because rents are rising a lot more rapidly um, than house prices. They are very difficult to get hold of a decent property. So you have a big incentive to move and 350,000 first-time buyers each year have been assessed on higher rates anyway. So yeah. they have been less impacted than than we expected. Um, and uh, hopefully that, that will continue, although it is getting tough as we we're expecting rates to rise that little bit further now. Of course. Uh, let's look at advice then for buy-to-let investors. What are your kind of top picks in that respect, Kate? Well, the one thing I would say is that we just need to let go of this obsession of uh, average house prices and our and our lovely indices, much as I thoroughly enjoy uh, reading and reporting on them. Because the other great news for investors is the data out there now is stunning. And we're not very good at congratulating anybody in our market, but there are some names that really should be should stand out. And these are the things that as investors, you should be looking at. Don't worry so much about average prices and, and what's being said. If you take Zoopla, for example, their property price and rental reports um, are producing some of the most fantastic analysis. For example, they were the one of the first to start analysing that there was a huge trend change in the growth in house prices versus flat prices during the pandemic. And to the point that actually house prices were going up at three times the rate of flat prices. 
Yeah. So, yes, there were some double-digit figures around for houses, but actually 3% a year is really what flats have been growing at. That could be a really good, important information for an investor uh, because that can mean your yields could be better on a flat than they could a house. You need to weigh that up against the pros and cons of uh, freehold versus leasehold. Secondly, we've got a new runner in the marketplace who are doing some super stuff, which is Hamptons. They have, you can even sign up now to a blog they're doing for uh, buy to let. And I've been doing some work on that. They have some fantastic yield figures that you can go and have a look at if you're not sure where to invest or what yields to be looking out at. And the lovely thing about that is it's actually even by local authority, which is great. You should always worry about individual house prices or rents on a road but it's a great place to start looking yeah. and property mark which are our agents um our qualified agents to sell and sort of uh, rent a home at least they have some qualifications even though agents don't have to which is always a sore point as far as i'm concerned they do a lot of good stuff on things like demand versus supply so a really interesting fact at the moment is that although we are seeing prices dipping for some um actually the number of uh, property the number of transactions is holding up very well. We're only looking at a kind of 6% fall versus previous years. So buying and selling is perfectly okay this year, uh, not at the levels that we've seen during the pandemic, but certainly versus long-term uh, trends, they're good. Savile's always good for forecasts, not necessarily yeah. good at getting them right, but always useful to say, well, is your property performing or underperforming versus those forecasts? And finally, the land registry, um, it's no use to tell you what's happening now or what's happening in the future, but it will tell you what's happened over time. And you can see areas with their data that has performed incredibly well well and therefore might not do so well in the future and areas which have um, underperformed which might be a good indication that uh, there's, there's more price movement to go and we do a monthly what we do is we analyze all of these indices and we read them on prices and rents and summarize much of this data so uh, that's our job but the the devil's always in the detail and those are probably my top five picks I think and read beyond average house prices there's so much better data for investors out there now one of the things I think is interesting, um, and I know you've headed this subject of is 23 the right time to buy or sell up? And this is really about uh, people who seek almost too much advice. Would that be fair? Um, you see people on social media, you know, asking, should I do this? Should I do that? And you end up with 37 different answers and you're, you're making a decision by a, a massive committee almost. Yeah. And it's worse than that, Ian, because I mean, I, uh, if you can see me now, I have my head in my hands when I read these Facebook posts. Uh, there was one recently of, I've got X amount. Should I invest in buy to let? You know, that is just not something you should be popping on Facebook. And the reason is, is that although it's buy to let, although it's property, it isn't. You're talking about financial investments here. And your personal finances are all down to you. And you can't share all of those. Yeah. If you go to an IFA, and I've, I've recently read done my finances over the last 12 months. We've spent, I think we've had about five or six meetings. They've analysed all of my gap in income or my gap in capital for now and in the future when I'm, you know, 20 years time when I'm in my 70s. And I know exactly where I'm at because they are regulated and qualified. My financial advisor spent seven years training to do her job. So asking that, should I invest X amount of pounds in a buy to let in Barnsley 
do you know what? You just shouldn't be asking that on Facebook because nobody can or should answer that. And there are lots of stories. Interestingly, uh, somebody did post what was useful, which is I'm thinking of selling up. What do you think? And people did share their experiences. Now, that's good. But the reality is it depends on whether you want to sell or buy depends on your personal financial circumstances and your financial objectives, income growth, capital growth. Buy to let is a 15, 20 year return really on investment now. So do you want to lock your money away for that long? What are you going to do if you need to have access to it quickly? So and what else would you do with your money? You know, we forget everybody as a go about pensions, but if you put your money into pension, you automatically, the government gives you more. Well, that's nice. It doesn't cost you a penny. They just go, here you go, because you get tax rebates on it. So it's really important that if you, whether you want to sell or buy, that's a financial, not a property question. And it depends on your personal financial circumstances and your objectives. And for me, it's only really an IFA, one that does understand and appreciate the value of property investment. And there are ones out there. And the other thing is, I would say to landlords is that, you know, a lot of landlords are over 55. Sometimes, do you know what? It's time just to go and enjoy it and take that money out and do not feel guilty for going around the world and doing everything you want to do with it. There's no harm in that too. And landlords aren't always great at doing that. They're on to the next deal. Well, at some point, that'll be your last one. So why don't you enjoy the money you've made so far? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I was speaking to somebody not that long ago. I had about 80 properties. He goes, well, you know, the trouble is, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, a lot of tax to pay if I sell them. It's like, so what, mate? You've got 80 of Absolutely. Them. You haven't got a single mortgage on any one of them. It wouldn't matter if you paid 50% tax. You're still going to earn a fortune out of this. And like you say, enjoy it. And if you've got 80, you know, if you want to do that in a tax efficient way, talk to somebody, but you may only look at selling one or two of those a year. And if you're over 55, yeah. well, you're, you're late. <laughs> so absolutely, just right. enjoy it. Just don't ever forget to enjoy the money. Final point then, Kate, this is always the $64,000 question. What next for the property market? Well, it is hugely individual. And I know that's the most annoying answer because we we won't see the kind of average house price growth um, that we've seen certainly over the last few years. So, and we won't see that probably for another three or four years. Rents are probably topping out this year in terms of growth. They'll fall back to around three or 4%, still a good growth, to be honest. So if you're going to be investing, and I think this has been right for a while, we got a good bunch during the pandemic. It's all about trying to combine investments and making sure that you deliver against your financial objectives. So if you're looking for long-term income, what are the opportunities? Well, you've got things like serviced accommodation, but that comes with a lot of hassle. If you you don't mind a return over time and you're looking at 15, 20 years time, then buy to let if it still stacks up for you. But do look at having it with a mortgage. Investing in property with cash isn't the return that it was. And lots of people, if you think, my statement earlier in 2005, um, since 2005, properties delivered around um, grown as fast as inflation, then it hasn't actually made any money. So you've got to build and, and buy is a good idea. You've got to find properties that you can purchase, turn into 
smaller units, work on is it income capital growth, work on your time frame and then focus on the local area to you. Find those little gems of a road and a property that are likely to do well in the future based on supply and demand and ignore what people like myself forecast because it won't be it won't be relevant for your individual investment there it is kate will speak soon thank you thank you very much and of course check out kate's uh, website propertychecklists.co.uk and we'll see you on the next episode of talk property talk property with ian collins brought to you by property notify the uk's leading source of property sector news Are you a landlord, investor, or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services, and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities, or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show, the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition.